Welcome to the morning lesson. I'm Miss Laura. Today's story is one of my fourth grade stories that I'm sharing in my live classes, and it is called Sharing the Corn. In the Dakotas, long ago, lived many tribes of people. They lived in their earth lodges near the rivers part of the year and in their teepees following the herds during the hunting season. The Aracana people, who still live in the Dakotas today, were the great farmers of the plains. The middle of the land is a flat in that part of the world, and there are no great forests there, only grasslands for miles and miles to see. The trees that do grow there, they grow near the rivers and the streams, and not great big tall trees like in the pine forests of the southeast. In the winter, the water freezes and snow covers the land. The snow is very tall. It could cover a house. The Aracana people stayed warm and dry in their earth lodges all winter long, eating their dried meat and stored vegetables from their gardens. Well, this was, of course, a long, long time ago. Now, in their homes, in a bag made of skins, the corn that they harvested would be stored and carefully saved for the following spring. When spring came, some of the corn would already be sprouting on the cob, and that is the corn that would be planted. They would tell stories in the cold time, since none of the plants could, would be distracted. In the summer, the stories would be saved because the people knew the corn and squash and beans would stop growing and only want to listen to the stories. And so the people learned to save the stories for the winter time. They sat in their earth lodge homes under the ground, telling the old stories they told of the time when the people did not have any corn. The great creator, Nesura, had twin sons, Wolfman and Lucky Man. They swam down to the earth near the water and grabbed soil and brought up to create the world where they lived. They created all the animals, including the spiders, and the spiders wove their webs and they wove human beings. But they also made the giants, and the giants were terribly powerful. And Nesurua, the great mystery, decided one day to flood the world to destroy them. He had all the animals and humans shut away in a cave and sealed the cave and the rains came and the giants fell. The great mystery sent Corn Mother to open the cave. She led the people west to their new home. The people lived many, many years. And there came a time when there was a tribe who forgot all about Corn and Corn Mother. Many tribes, indeed, had forgotten the ways of growing corn. Within a certain village, there was a young man. Well, not quite a warrior. He was not, well, I'm sorry to tell you, well-respected in his tribe. Actually, he had never seemed to do anything right. He, he often did the opposite thing of right. He usually was in the wrong place at the wrong time doing the wrong thing. And he longed to be a great help to his people. He wanted to be good, to, to do good, but it just never seemed to work out for him. 
One day, when he went out hunting for game, he wasn't having much luck. He climbed a small hill and he looked down into, onto the plain. He looked out to the flat land below as it stretched as far as he could see. Down between the two rivers stood a great bull buffalo. The buffalo faced north to the land of the winter cold winds, the land of the snow. The buffalo did not move. Now the young man knew that he could not sneak up on that bull without being seen and the bull would just dart away. So instead, the, the young man just watched. When the sun went down, the man went home, but the bull never moved. The next day, the young man returned to the hill and he was surprised to see the bull was there again. But now the bull was facing the east toward the rising sun. The young man marveled at how the bull could stand so still all day. He had, but again, the bull did not move, only faced east. The day grew dark and the man went home. On the third day, the bull was still upon the plain, but this time the bull faced the summer lands, faced south. The young man thought perhaps the bull would stay still, even if he went down there to hunt. But a small voice within him told him not to go. The small voice told him to watch and wait. On the fourth day, the bull now faced the sunset to the west. The young man thought there was surely a mysterious power at work. But even on this day, the buffalo stood still from dawn to dark. The young man could not sleep that night, and he resolved that in the morning he would go to the plain and see what he could see. I will see why that buffalo stands so still and waits all day, he thought. Before the red light of the sun brightened the horizon to the east, the young man was on top of the hill waiting. The light came, but the bull was not there. The young man ran down the hill, splashed across the river, and came to the place the buffalo stood in the soft mud of the plains. He could see tracks of the hooves of the buffalo in the mud. The tracks moved in a circle, north to east, east to south, south to west, west to north. But in the middle of the circle, there was a single deep hoof print. In the center of the hoof print, there grew a small green plant he had never seen before. The leaves were straight and pointy. The plant grew tall and taller. It had a thick stalk that put off more long, flat leaves. The young man went and fetched the wise elders of the tribe. All the men and women with the white hair circled around the new plant. They all decided this was a gift from the great mystery. And of course, they were right. A single flower appeared at the top, and on the sides thick tufts with silky blonde hair formed, and the thick growths went from green to light brown. The wise elders judged that this must be the fruit of the plant. They all wondered, was this meant to be food for them? Well, no one dared to touch the plant. 
all were too nervous. The young man stepped forward. The still small voice within him told him that this was what he was made for. He spoke in a strong voice. My people, I have not always made the best decisions in my life. If I am to perish, I will not be missed by many. I will see if this plant is meant as a gift or as a curse for us. The young man turned his head to the sky and spoke to the great mystery and lifted up his song in gratitude for his life. He picked the fruit, pulled back the leaves, pulled the husks completely back, revealing red kernels. He plucked some of the red grains and nibbled on them, and he smiled. Everyone watched and waited. The young man spoke with great joy in his voice. This is sweet and creamy. It is like mother's milk a new babe would eat. It is good. This is a good food for the people. The people picked all the fruits that appeared on that great plant, that mother plant. And when they shucked the corn, they found red corn, they found white corn, they found yellow corn, and they found blue corn. A different color for each of the four directions. The people took the drying kernels that they didn't eat and planted them in their gardens. The corn grew all summer, slower than the original plant but fine and steady, and in the autumn, the harvest, they harvested the corn. They spoke words of thanks to Mother Corn and to the great mystery. They created ceremony to celebrate and to give thanks. They found that they could save the dry corn through the winter and feast even on the coldest days. Each plant produced so many small fruits that produced so many seeds that the people all agreed that they should share this gift with all the peoples of the plains. They sent messengers out and six tribes came to share in a great ceremony. The great gift of corn and the wisdom of the corn mother created a peace among those tribes that lasted for many, many years. Have you ever shucked corn? Corn has many wonderful uses. You can use the husks to make small dolls or other crafts with them. The silks, tassels, can be saved and used for medicinal purposes. That's something fun that you could research. And of course, there's many wonderful recipes that you can use to eat the corn with. If you're able to plant in the spring, the three sisters, Find yourself some non-GMO uh, corn and or some heirloom corns and help these species continue. I wonder what you would think of the difference between red corn, white corn, yellow corn, and blue corn. For young children, just counting the corn kernels on a head of corn could be a wonderful math activity. <laughs> Until next time, have a wonderful day.